From the Asset Builder headquarters in Dallas, Texas, welcome to Keep It Simple, a show that discusses simple techniques and philosophies to help de-stressify investors around the world. I'm your host, Jared Herzog, and welcome to the show. And today we'll be learning from our very own investment advisor representative, Adam Morse, and of course, Janet Griffith. Now today we're talking about women. Are women better investors than men? Now, what do we mean by better? Better can mean better returns, right? Some studies have shown that for some reason, a portfolio owned by a female tends to get better returns than a portfolio uh, invested by a male. What is going on here? What is the secret sauce? Find out today in another exciting, captivating, intriguing episode of Keep It Simple. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for your emails. We've been getting those. Uh, we love your feedback. We love hearing you know, from all over the world too. It's very cool uh, to hear from you guys. Send us an email, say hello. Tell us a topic that you would like to hear. Um, many of these are email inspired, so definitely send those in. Let us know you're listening. Let us know you're out there. Let us know you're enjoying it. Uh, we really appreciate it. You can email us, of course, at podcast at assetbuilder.com. Be sure to find all show notes uh, for every episode at assetbuilder.com slash podcast. All right, guys, without further ado, let's get to the show. There's a plethora of studies out there, and they all show that women's investments compared to men do better. Well, that's what we're going to talk Overall, about today. right. You pretty much just entered uh, the podcast. <laughs> so how are y'all doing today? I'm doing good. <laughs> your shirt matches your headphones. I don't know how you did that. Good. like to match. Mr. Adam? I'm great. Yeah? Yeah. Excited to be here. This is a fun topic. Yeah. You said that about the last one, so are you just saying that? Or do you really mean it? I think we probably just avoid the bad topics. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> We don't have to. No. Yeah. We pick the good ones. And we pick the ones listeners suggest. That's right. So Miss Janet today and uh, Mr. Adam today, we're talking about uh, why women are better investors than men today. And if you can't, you can't see Miss Janet, but she just sh- grew the biggest grin I've ever seen <laughs> on her face since working here. So <laughs> someone's excited to talk about this as am I, as, am, as is Adam. Um, it is kind of a weird phenomenon though, Miss Janet. So do you want to just dive right into it? Because I kind of do. Okay. So why, sure. what the heck? Why are women better investors than, than men? It is true. They, women, more so than men, tend to be focused on a long-term strategy, a disciplined strategy. They want, uh, they don't want to have to worry about it. They don't have time to think about it every day. So they, they're looking for the, the best investment that will meet their needs. They are risk averse more so than men. So they'll tend to have more diversification, um, less risk, you know, less risk taking risk, risk taking with Mm -hmm. their investment, but one that is built specifically to meet their goal or their need for that investment. So that is exactly what we do. What we try to educate our clients is important in this world of investing. That's right. So. Yeah. And we're basing these things that we're saying about women tending to do better on many studies that have shown that women tend to do better, you know, by, you know, three, 5% year over year. 
And um, so all of these stats that we're going to talk about today and these trends are from specific studies that we will link to in the show notes. So we just want to say that up top. This is not like an opinion or cherry picking. This is based on what right. we have found. Right. So for me, I was like, what if women are so much better at it, then why aren't they doing it? Right. That that is the question that I wanted to answer for myself. And so did a little research along those lines to try to determine you know, what is stopping women from right. from making that jump into the investment world? Well, and you found more, more women are. Mm-hmm. In the last couple of years, more and more women are becoming investors outside of their 401ks or their uh, cash savings accounts. They're, they're looking for long-term investment strategies to help with their, meet their financial goals. And in fact, Fidelity put out a survey in July of this year, so it's very recent. So we, 67% of women are now investing outside of retirement up, and that is up from 44% in 2018. So that's a pretty, pretty significant jump, so mm-hmm. that's very encouraging. I think that more and more women are getting off the sidelines and yeah. and becoming an integral part of that decision-making within their families or for themselves. So, I love that. And Adam, just before we move on to maybe some of that, we can talk mm-hmm. a little bit more about why the strategy that women may naturally, you know, being more passive. You know, I also saw a Vanguard study that says they check their account way less. Mm-hmm. So you know, they're less active mm-hmm. with their account and that translates into better returns. Maybe you can talk a little bit more about how that works. Yeah, well, I mean, this just kind of goes back to everything we we always talk about. Right. Um, I mean, we talked about it in our last episode about biases. The less you mess with it, that correlates to better returns. And the data shows that that women are on balance, right? And I want to make sure, as as not a a woman, I want to make sure that I'm not speaking on behalf of women. This sure. is just what the what the data shows that on right. balance, this doesn't mean there aren't you know women that are more. Uh, Pro risk and men that are more risk averse, but on balance, right? They're going to tend to lean to a less um, risky nature, and so mm-hmm. um, I think that just kind of naturally feeds into it's easier for them to buy into and adhere to a strategy that requires you let go of something. Right? They're okay with, hey, I'm I'm going to let the investments do what they do. They they can see the data for themselves, right? I mean, it's proven in the same study. I'm reading it right now. Uh, they showed that over the last 10 years, women outperformed their male counterparts. And this includes more than 5 million Fidelity customers. That's women, huge. That's a, that's a big sample yeah. size. So you can't argue that's, that's not cherry picking. Mm-hmm. Women outperformed their male counterparts by 40 basis points. Yeah, which is what in percent? 0.4%. So 100 basis points would be 1%. Right. So now is that mammoth? No, but that's exactly the kind of spread that we see like with the funds that we use in our portfolios and the funds that, you know, when you, when you look at index funds versus active, those are, that's often the spread that you see show up over time. It's not going to set your hair on fire over a year, but you take that four basis points every single year yep. and you reinvest that for 20 years and then 19 years. I mean, it's huge. Yeah. So I don't think it's any surprise that, that we're seeing this come out. I'm just thrilled to see that, we're getting so much more data and that we're, we're getting so many more examples of women being successful in the market. Right. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that's good for everyone. Exactly. That's literally right. good for everyone. So it's really refreshing and really cool to see. And I, I think Janet could probably speak to this too. I mean, mm-hmm. um, we're, we're seeing that in our own business yeah. and we are seeing, I, I met with someone today and, and it was 
a female, just her. She's, you know, she runs the finances in her home and she's taking the lead and they're getting mm-hmm. ready to retire. And, you know, I, I think we're seeing more and more that that's becoming a normal, a normal arrangement. Mm-hmm. And it's awesome. I think for many years, women have uh, managed the day-to-day finances in their home, but they have not managed the investment decisions or the long-term financial planning um, because it has historically been a man's world. You know, the, the large advisory firms or even the small ones, even this one was all male for many years. Um, mm-hmm. So, so just, it was a man's world. They didn't feel comfortable in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I just spoke with a lady who was a client of ours for many years with her husband was. And after he Mm. passed away, she ran into a couple of administrative hurdles uh, that she thought, well, maybe I should look around. She didn't have a relationship with her advisor here. And so she went elsewhere. Well, now she's interested in coming back because she feels like she's really been talked down to. Uh Uh-huh. And I think that was prevalent for many years in this industry, not so much anymore, but right. it still exists. And, and women want to be treated as, as an individual with a goal in mind. They're not, they're not looking to be uh, treated any differently than we would our male clients, mm-hmm. but they also want to know, they want to understand what they're doing. So they ask a lot of questions. Yeah. Um, and so with that, I mean, any question they ask is a good question, That's right. you know, and we're just trying to help educate them because the more educated they are, the more comfortable they are with investing, using you as an advisor, you know, and understand, knowing that they can trust you because you're willing to, to meet them where they are, understand their needs, understand their goals and, mm-hmm. and help them make a plan that yeah. suits that. So... That's perfect. Okay, Miss Janet, this is another thing that you spoke on. We talked a little bit yesterday or a couple of days ago about why it's important for why this is an important topic for men to understand too. Absolutely. I think that um, obviously, any my opinion, any healthy marriage, it, you should be both driving the car, right? So if you're if you're the man in a, a marriage, a relationship with a woman that that you've been managing this all your life and and she's probably fine with that, Mm -hmm. but it would be great to bring her along, help her understand the investments you've made, why you made them, the way you made them, what the intent is for that to help meet their goals, to help sustain a, a lifestyle through your retirement, whatever it is. So that if something does happen to you before before your wife, then she can take that over mm-hmm. possibly with the help of an advisor. If you have an advisor, she needs to meet that advisor. She needs to develop a relationship with that person so that, that if that day does come where you precede her in death, then she, she is capable of handling that without you. So I think that's very important. I also think it's extremely important to teach our daughters mm-hmm. and our grandchildren, our granddaughters. I, this survey shows that millennials are leading the charge with women and in investing. Well, hopefully yeah. that's because the older generations, which would include me, has done a better job of teaching our daughters mm. uh, about investing. Yeah, so, that. so that I think that is huge. And so, you know what, if you're a man and you've been doing it by yourself and you're, you're uh, a baby boomer, say, then 
then, you know, you lead the charge and help make the change, you know, with your wives, with your daughters, with your granddaughters, so that they aren't faced someday, um, you know, with, with a financial crisis because they haven't managed their money uh, as well as they could have. I mean, no question. I have three young daughters. And so obviously I'm passionate about this topic and, you know, and they're, they're young, they're seven twins are seven and, and young ones four. So the lessons right now are very simple and very straightforward, mm-hmm. but this yeah. idea of delayed gratification, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Something that I think Americans in general, and especially younger Americans are very, very bad at. We have very poor impulse control, at least financially, I would argue in every way. Yeah. Um, so, you know, these little concepts that all feed back into this idea of the slow and steady wins the race, right? It's That's little right. bits of improvement. Mm-hmm. It's the $5 a month you can save. Then it's the $10 and the $20 and, you know, grinding away. And, and that's, that's what it takes. Um, and I think, you know, I do think it's interesting that, you know, according to this study here, millennials are, as Janet said, pushing the charge. 71% of millennials, um, are investing outside of retirement. Only 67% of Gen X, which would be ages 41 to 56, and then 62% of the baby boomer generation, so 57 to 75. So, you know, millennials outpacing by about 9%. I, I think it's definitely partly part of what Janet said. I mean, they have done a much better job, I think, of learning from that experience of, hey, we would have been mm-hmm. better off, right? Um, you know, and, and this is probably conjecture, but I do think, and I mean, without taking people into places they don't want to go on this podcast in terms of knowing my story, right? I think there's definitely, at least generationally, I would hope that in the future, more women would feel confident to make life decisions from a place of independence and stability rather than a feeling of necessity and fear, Mm -hmm. right? Uh And I'm talking largely about like relationally. So like just my own story, right? I think um, I'm a child of divorce and I uh-huh. think, um, a lot, of, I think my mom's probably like a lot of women in the prior generation and, and especially the generation before that of, you know, the, the practicality and the financial components of a marriage and the traditional roles that we think of in marriage probably impacted their decision a lot more than just, Hey, is this the right thing for me? Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Is this the thing that's going to make me fulfilled and, and make me happy? Am I going to be safe here? Right. So not not to get weird, but no. I do think that's a big deal. I mean, think about how much more if if more young girls and women today felt they were on a sound financial foundation mm-hmm. and had the tools that they needed on their own, right, yeah. to take care of their own finances, to invest on their own, and mm-hmm. they didn't have to rely on anybody else, how much better off would they be, right, so in much, every area yeah. of their life? They can make you know, more reliable career choices. And this is true of men too, right? Men, men benefit in this, a lot of the same ways that women would, right? Right. But I think we'd be fools not to look at history and a more traditional approach and say, well, in some ways that has not been great. Um, and so as again, as uh, coming from a dad of three girls, I would love to see my girls grow up into women that had that kind of independence and that Mm -hmm. knowledge, that strength, because it's a tool in their toolbox to help them navigate life. Right. In a big way. Yeah. And we're not making like a social point. No. More, no. more an economic one. Correct. <clears throat> no. Like I said at the beginning, this is good for everyone. Right. Exactly. We want as many people participating in the economy as is possible. If you're trying to start a business, would you only want half the population providing capital to start up your business? There you go. No. There you, you would go. want everybody right. participating perfect, in that right. market to provide liquidity and to provide investment in your business. Right. So, right there's so many knock-on effects to how this is a good thing. Mm -hmm. I think, I think 
what what we were curious talking about before and just kind of kicking around is okay well we see this happening so if we wanted to kind of double down on that if we wanted to get this ball rolling even faster it, it would help us to know why it's happening like yeah this these are massive numbers right 67 percent of women are now investing outside of their 401k right up from 44 percent yep that's huge that's yep. not a mistake but why like what is it about is it what's happened over the last two years mm -hmm. right like mm -hmm. and i don't know i mean we, we could postulate but I'd, I'd be interested in hearing y'all's thoughts on why that might be shannon what do you think what's what's here in bruce's dynamic as i mean as personal as you want to get but <laughs> do you guys have a bipartisan effect mm, very much so i For mean those listening bruce is janet's husband right the early early years in our marriage i managed the finances and i actually uh did my own investing uh he bruce owned his own company so i invested all of our retirement myself and so i did a lot of research it was on the cusp of index funds when when i started doing that that dates me i know but uh <laughs> but read uh, what forbes and money magazine back in the day i didn't have the internet to to determine where I was going to put our investments. Um, so I did that because he, I didn't work at the time. I had right. two little ones at home. And, and, but then when my youngest went to kindergarten, I went back to work full time. He then took over the finances uh, because he had a little more flexibility because I was managing my kids' schedules and I was working full time and, mm. and all of that. So, um, and then now we do it together. So we I really think that's, do. That's so. a beautiful thing, yeah. right? Is that you both kind of tag team. Yeah. And, you, you both kind of just ebbed and flowed with the seasons of mm -hmm. life. Right. And then right. you're in this place now where you get to it together and how fun is that? Mm -hmm. Right. Um, mm -hmm. I think it's funny cause Natalie and I, we're back where you guys were. Yeah. <laughs> like she's, she's doing, and I don't even have the excuse. She works <laughs> and, yeah. and she does. It's funny cause in the study they even say, Women feel confident, I'm, I'm quoting this, it says, women feel confident being the CFO of the household, managing day-to-day -day finances at a rate between 54 and 75%. So yeah. let's just call that an average of like 65%. But they're less confident when it comes to long-term planning and investing. And that ranges from 19 to 31%. So let's just say 65% are very comfortable managing the day-to-day -day, as opposed to 25% when it comes to investing and planning. I would argue, and I know from experience, if you can do the day-to-day, -day, that is a much more taxing job. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. I mean, my wife does that in our home and she's daily having to like look at stuff and mm -hmm. hey, okay, here's what we need to hear or whatever the case is. That, that is a, that is a full-time gig. The, the, the investing stuff, if you're doing it the right way, mm -hmm. that can be done once or twice a year. Mm -hmm. yeah. Right? That's a yeah. once or twice mm -hmm. a year sit down where you just check things, look under the hood, make sure everything's running right, mm -hmm. yep. move along. So I would encourage anybody and you're much more likely to be the CFO of the house if you're a female. If you can do that, just know yeah. you are more than capable. Yeah. <laughs> you have yeah. every tool you need to be able to start investing and planning Absolutely. for the long term. And I think the the confidence and the empowerment you would would gain from that process of starting to invest and mm -hmm. watching that grow for you, that is now working for you instead yep. of you working to make the money work, yeah. you're, you're allowing it to, to work for you now. And that's huge. And maybe that's why we're seeing more and more women get the, get the picture and, and realize how important this is. 
women face so many different financial seasons or yeah. challenges in their life. Things like um, becoming that full-time mom while you're mm. working a full-time job. Yep. Um, I mean, it's, the facts are there. I wrote some of these down just because I thought they were interesting. Uh, that women bear disproportionately the responsibility for the family. 92% of women with children take care of the offspring daily compared to only 68% of men. Mm. They manage everyone's calendars, you know, the shopping, birthday, play dates, vaccinations, Mm -hmm. doctor's visits, Which, if you don't have kids, it's a lot. The calendar management (laughs) is unbelievable. (laughs) I, whatever, move on, but I just can't even believe how much time goes into just their lives. It's like, they're seven, so we're starting to get to that age range where yeah. their calendar is starting to take over yeah. our calendar. Yep. And it's crazy. Like every night, my wife has to sit down and go, All right, what's tomorrow? What do I need to do to get ready for their day tomorrow? Right. And it just it takes an unbelievable amount of just mm-hmm. energy. It's wild. So I didn't mean to interrupt. I'm just, no, no. that does not surprise You're me right. at all. Yeah. Like Adam said, it's not that taxing. Uh huh. To come up with a strategy that might take a little bit of time, a few weeks out of your life, over time, thinking about what's the best strategy for you. And then once you have that set, then then let's go. Let's get started. That's crazy. 67%. Oh, I like dishes. What? Yeah. It's kind of therapeutic. (laughs) Are you serious? You like dishes? Yeah. Well, I'm going to out myself here, I guess, but it's like when things are crazy and the kids are running, it's like, I'm going to go do some dishes. <laughs> it's yeah. like, oh, okay. it's a 10 minute, just like, I'm going to catch my breath here and just let everybody cool down. I'm going to go do some dishes. Okay. And it looks yeah. like I'm helping, but sense. really I'm just being selfish. Um, yeah. What's interesting to me specifically that they point out here on the first page of the study, it says 50% of women say they are more interested in investing since the start of the pandemic. That's interesting. So we were kind of trying to think through Why? what is it about the pandemic that made that a reality. Yeah. Maybe right. they have more time now. That could be it. True. We just talked or about that, right? Yeah. Now, you know, they have time True. to think about it. Maybe now the schedules are a little lax. Mm. The kids were home mm. from school for a while. Working from home. Working from home. Maybe they That's had that true. energy to think about less it. Less time running people around, mm-hmm. being, a, being a taxi driver. Spending less on gas. Mm-hmm. That's actually true. I didn't think about that. That's very true. And I think part of it, too, I mean, you've, it's never been more accessible mm-hmm. right, like for anyone. But investing in general, I think that might also partly explain mm-hmm. why millennials are leading the charge here, right? Like if you can download the Robinhood app, you can be investing in 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you link your bank account and you're done and you're off to the races. So I do think that's, that's been a benefit. And I also think there's been more maybe, it's really hard for me to say with any certainty, right? Because I only, like my algorithms serve me and me only. Right. So yeah. I'm seeing things online largely, whether it's Google or Instagram or wherever, I'm seeing things that I've already indicated I'm interested in. So of course I see, you know, like when um like I see a lot of Bitcoin stuff. I see a lot of like when GameStop was going on and even all the Robin Hood controversy that was going on. That's obviously being pushed to me. But it seemed from my perspective that a lot of these kind of financially related stories and topics were kind of more in the the central lexicon or whatever you want to call it. Like they were in the public eye more than I remember them being maybe five, 10 years ago. So maybe that's fed into it, but I think societally it'd be really helpful. Like these stats are awesome, but I'd love to see like a follow-up study of okay, why? Yeah. So that we can kind of, you know, double down and and chase that trend to, to get these numbers even better. 
That's really interesting. A little bit of sociology, or is it sociology? I would think so. Is it sociology? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The only other thing that I thought was important to mention was that women tend to be savers, right? But they tend to hold their savings in cash. Mm. They might have, if they work, they'll have their 401k, but anything else they've saved is sitting in cash. And that- Depreciating. Is depreciating, right. Absolutely. Over time, that's losing money for you because it's not keeping up with inflation. and. Right. You know, if you're, if you're even, if you're approaching 65 years old and you're wanting to retire, you have to understand that you've got at least 20 years of life left that you're going to have to fund, including escalating health costs. Mm -hmm. And that's just important to plan for. And if you've got a lot of cash, you need to have that growing for you. So keep your emergency fund three to six months and then start to invest the rest of it. And if you're younger, that's, that's awesome. This report even shows uh, you've got $20,000 in cash sitting around, which a lot of women say they have at least $20,000 extra in Mm -hmm. cash over and above their emergency fund um, sitting around. So I thought it was in this survey right here. $20,000 in 10 years, if you put it in a conservative investment strategy, Mm -hmm. should have a potential growth of over $12,000. If you leave it sitting in the bank in a CD or something, you're going to earn about $120. It's literally so, more than doubling it. Yeah, I love, I love yeah. examples like that because it makes it so clear. Right? Yeah. Like that's, that's $12,000. You're likely not going to use that cash anyway. And if you do, yeah. it's going to be on something you probably didn't have to use it on. Mm-hmm. Right? That's true of any human. So it doesn't surprise me that especially younger women, younger women are so much better at saving than younger men. It is not even close. Younger yeah, like men are mm-hmm. just dumb. Yeah. We're yeah. just dumb <laughs> yeah. in general. Yeah. So that that's, I guess that's the double-sided coin of that, you know, a, a, I guess lower average mm-hmm. risk mm-hmm. tolerance is that they do, right. you know, I mean, my wife's that way. She loves cash because it's what if something happens? Exactly. And I get that, you know, and that's what is to Jan's point, keep that rainy day fund there and mm-hmm. fund it. But, you know, right. understand what that money working for you will do. And that's going to lead into our next episode, which is about compound interest, actually. Oh, so that'll be good. Yeah. Uh, anything else, Ms. Janet? I think that's it. I think I would just like to end by encouraging any woman out there, if you're not investing, to, yeah. to get started. Give us a call if, if you'd like some uh, advice or help on how to get started. We could certainly... We can help you and or any other advisor out there that is a fiduciary and looking right. out for your interest, then call us only. <laughs> <laughs> no, mm-hmm. or perhaps you want to try to do it yourself, but yeah. that'll take you a little longer to to research and understand where you, where you might want to invest your your savings or your money. But it's time to get off the sidelines and and yeah. I mean Half of the population are women, so. That's right. Working more than ever, earning yeah. more than ever. Yep. So. And to the men out there, I would say, you know, teach them how to fish, right? Yeah. Like, I think that's exactly. something men fall victim to. And I know I do, at least my daughters. I want to give them the world, right? Mm-hmm. So it's so easy for me just to, if it's within my power, if I can snap my fingers and make it happen for them, I will. But in some cases, that's harming them more than helping mm-hmm. them, right? So understanding, hey, don't just, even if you can just do it for them, don't. 
Yep. Teach them, bring them up with you, right? Mm-hmm. Teach them how to fish and they can feed themselves for the rest of their life. That's right. So I think to the men out there, that's what I'd say is get involved in that education process. And if you don't know how to do it, learn how to do it and then teach your, your mm-hmm. daughters how to do it. Yeah. But get involved in that education process and pass it along. Yeah, and your wives too, just like you were pointing out, you pass, men are going to die five years yep. earlier than their wives. So and for those women out there that, that do this, I'm kind of speaking to myself here. If you if you manage the books every day, and if you're doing the planning long term, get your husband involved. Yeah, you know, make absolutely. him pull his weight. Yeah, right. Teach him. He needs to be helping too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anything else? No. That's all yeah, we got, Mr. Adam. Okay. Thank you guys so much for your time. We'll see you all next right. time. Thank Sounds you. good. Bye. This podcast is intended for educational purposes only and is not to be construed as an offer, solicitation, recommendation, or endorsement of any particular security, product, or service. For more information, visit assetbuilder.com. If you have any questions for Adam or Janet concerning this topic or anything else, please visit us at our home on the web, assetbuilder.com slash podcast. There you can find their contact information as well as the show notes for every episode.